everybody, and welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I'm your host. I am so happy to be here. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. If you are listening live, it is the 8th of September. If you are listening to an archive or a replay, I want to also welcome you to the show. I hope that you guys are all safe and well. We're having some really wild weather patterns here in the U.S. right now. And man, that has affected my world, I'll tell you what. But before I get there, I want to let you know a couple of things. We are over in the chat room. You can find that by heading over to 12radio.com. That's number one, number two, radio.com. Click on the chat button and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat. I also want to let you know that I am live streaming this event. You can find it on my Facebook page, my fan page, which is Katie Weaver Domestic Mystic on Facebook. You can also find it in the chat room. I'm sharing it there right now. So lots of ways to find it. And I'm trying to share it in there right now. Let's see. (laughs) I got a private message that ruined the whole works. I am trying. Okay, I'll get it there, you guys. I promise. Facebook has changed a lot of stuff lately, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just uh, taking a little more time. Okay, right now, shared into 12 Radio. There you go. All righty. Before we get deep into anything, I do want to say that uh, you can throw up some questions for me. We should have some time for some readings today. That's part of my plan. I have some cards I want to play with with you guys today. So if you would like a reading from me, let me know. We have all kinds of stuff going on that I'd like to share with you as well. So I'm going to get myself over to the chat room. Now, I am keeping an eye on the chat from the live stream as well as the chat room. So either way, you should be able to make contact with me. So all of that good stuff. And any of you that are new, I want to welcome you. I love seeing new faces around here. That's always a really fun part of doing this show is just connecting with more people. So here's the deal. (laughs) We had a hell of a storm last night. Oh, my God. I can't even tell you guys. It started out, we knew the temperature was going to dip. That had been projected, you know, and it was 91 on Sunday, and it's supposed to be 28 tonight. Now, I know some of you guys in states surrounding me are actually having a big snowstorm. We missed the snow. Our mountains got it, but here in the valley, we didn't. But we got the the windstorm we had last night was unreal. It was snowy. It was rainy and kind of sleety and really cold. But the wind was blowing. We were having like 50 mile an hour gusts. And it did a lot of damage in this area. And we didn't here at my house. We lost power. We didn't have power from about 730 until a little after midnight. But my neighbors, people right around us still don't have power right now. So that's not good. I'm extending a, you know, an invite to anybody, any of them that need water or, you know, to take a shower or to come and charge something up to please come over because that sucks. But luckily we have power now. Last night I was laying in bed worrying about radio today, wondering how Scott would be able to produce and how I would be able to have my show and all that good stuff. But anyway, here we are. So it all worked out, but pretty crazy. I also worried all night and you know how when you lay in bed and worry it like and you're tired you know it kind of gets more delirious and Mars parks her car underneath our two big pine trees in our front yard now our property has about 50 trees on it so we have lots and they're big trees lots of big old trees and so uh, you know when we have big storms like this there's always a worry that we'll lose a tree or get some have some damage from branches A couple of years ago, our neighbor's big tree fell on our barn and crushed our garden and did some pretty good damage. So it happens all night long. I was worried about her car. I kept thinking I should have had her put it in the driveway. I should have never left it over there. I wondered a couple of times if I should just get up and go out there and move it or make her move it. And then I felt like nobody should be outside in this. It's not safe. Anyway, 
long story short, her car is fine. <laughs> I got out of bed this morning and walked our whole property to make sure everything was okay. And we have some pretty good branches down, lots of little branches everywhere. And out in our pasture, we have some pretty good branch branches down. But you know what? Nothing compared to the damage other people have had. We were extremely fortunate. But wow. And that wind is still blowing. The wind advisory was supposed to end at noon. I think it's dying down, but we're still getting a little. It's wild. But tonight, we're supposed to have a hard frost. So that'll be the end of most of what we're growing this year. It's a little early in the season. Hopefully, we can keep our stuff in the greenhouse happy tonight so that, because it's supposed to warm back up. This is what Idaho does. Early in the season, we'll have one hard frost and kill off everything. And then it'll get warm again for a month, you know? <laughs> So hopefully, you know, I think we'll be able to keep the greenhouse alive and keep going because uh, that would suck. But anyway, it's just what it is. But I know that what we're experiencing here is minor compared to some of the other stuff that's happened here the last little while. What the Midwest experienced with that, like, in on-ground tsunami situation that wiped out tons of crops the epic heat and fires going on in California right now, as well as the, you know, other parts of the West coast and Louisiana is still really struggling to rebuild from and just start to recover from the hurricane from hurricane Laura. I know there's just been a lot and I'm sure that's just a, a scratch on the surface. So I do hope that you are all well and safe and that your needs are met. I know it's a really, really weird time. Yep. So crazy. So lots and lots of love to California because I know you guys are really struggling with fires. We've had a lot of fires this year too. And uh, our air is just horribly smoky. Yesterday when the wind was blowing, I said, God, I hope that this wind and the rain helps to clear up our air. It did not. <laughs> but I keep feeling like, you know, something has to give, right? But I'm going to talk about that a little bit when I talk about Luminous. Also, must apologize because I sent Luminous out to you guys uh, with the wrong link. So I had to send it twice. So I'm sorry for that. I hate doing that. But sometimes, you know, it just happens. It is what it is. But we have been working on lots of fun stuff. I have a little show and tell today for those of you that are in the live stream. I wanted to show you something. Yeah. I've been working on some funeral flowers that are turning out really cool that I'm pouring in resin. My dear friend Linda lost her mom to COVID a couple of weeks ago, and I asked her if she wanted to bring me home some flowers uh, that I would, you know, make her a keepsake, and she did. Her favorite color is purple, and some of her childhood friends uh, are now florists, and they showed up at the funeral, at the graveside. There was no funeral, of course. At the graveside with a lovely arrangement of mostly purple flowers because they remember that as a kid she loved purple and you know true to form she still does so I got these beautiful purple roses to work with and some beautiful sprays and stuff and so I've been working hard so I'm going to show you this is what I'm making her it's about halfway done so that's a, the mold so it's halfway done you can see the roses down inside if you're in the live stream and then there's some eucalyptus and some of the other, the red, uh, I think that's amaranth sticking up out. So today the lid will go on this and I will finish pouring the resin. Then it'll cure for a few days and then I will clean it up and it'll be ready for her. But I'm so excited about how it's turning out. It's just really beautiful. So I hope she loves it as much as I do. I also had made for her and her daughters necklaces out of the flowers and so that's just taking petals of course and pouring them into shapes so I've got those to show too with some pretty purple backs on them so I'm loving these the funeral flowers are kind of fun people have asked me to do their bouquet and it scares the crap out of me because you know <laughs> that is something you do not want to screw up but you don't want to screw up funeral flowers either. That just seems like, you know, a travesty. So I have declined some requests of people to do their wedding flowers because it just feels 
above my pay grade at this point. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll want to do them. But right now I feel like, oh my God, if I ruined your flowers from your wedding, I would be heart sick. I don't even want to take that chance. But anyway, so that's some of the fun resin stuff I'm working on. A while back, I had showed you guys a couple of spheres that I'd poured that um, will be going up on my Etsy store. And they're still not cleaned yet, but they're ready to go. I Kind of had a delay with these guys but they're finally ready so i wanted to show you what they look like so the first one is a charm ah my ring light makes such a reflection the first one is a charm it's got red roses in the bottom and some copper and then it has a really special crystal in it the crystal in this one you can't really see these it's hard in video and picture to do these guys justice, honestly. But the crystal in this is a scepter that I gathered from Crystal Park, Montana. And they're just really rare and special. What a scepter is, is it is a clear quartz that's formed in, naturally formed in the shape of a scepter. So it's thinner at the bottom and then it has a larger you know, spot at the top. It looks kind of like a queen's scepter. That's why they're called the scepter quartz. But the scepter is wrapped in copper. So it is a love charm. And I put the scepter in it thinking that the scepter quartz is kind of cool because that really reminds you that you are a queen, that you are worthy of all of the love in the universe, that you're worthy of a beautiful relationship. And then, of course, the copper, uh, you know, is the addition that creates the organite. So organite, remember is when we suspend crystal and resin, or sorry, crystal and metal in resin so that we keep them all together as, uh, you know, in one suspension so that their energy can play off of each other and do their work. And then I added the crystals as a form of, or the flowers as a form of plant magic. So the roses in there are a symbol of love and then, of course, putting them all together, this is a magical charm or a charm. You can call it whatever you want. But anyway, so that one's kind of fun. And then the big guy. So this one, this is a big, it's the same size as the uh, funeral flowers I was just showing you. But this one, it's also got roses in the bottom of it. And it has some copper in the bottom of it. This one has, they are white roses with pink tips. And then the crystal in it is really cool. It's a point that is purple, then green, then red. And then it's all wrapped in copper. So again, this is another charm. And my intention behind this charm was self-love. Not just self-love, but self-expression permission to be yourself, permission to let your real, you know, inner true essence out. I think the roses are perfect for that. The point is absolutely perfect for it. So these guys will be cleaned this week and then they'll be put up on my Etsy store. But I just wanted to show them off because I think they turned out pretty gorgeous and I'm super excited about them. So now I just got to talk Scott into helping me sand them because um, my hands really hate that part. <laughs> But he will, because that's kind of how cool he is, you know. But anyway, so that's what's happening. That's some of the stuff that I've been working on, uh, resin-wise or art-wise. But we also spent some time in the mountains over the weekend. And I'm so happy we did. Now that the weather went to hell, we would have missed them. But picking choke cherries. Tis the season for choke cherries. So what the hell are choke cherries, you might be wondering, if you don't... Uh, live in a place that have them choke cherries are wild cherries if you've ever sucked on a london's cough drop remember those old-fashioned ones that came in the box they were wrapped in wax paper london's wild cherry cough drops they were choke cherry cough drops they taste like cherries kind of they have to have a lot of sugar with them because they're really really bitter like you've never tasted anything like it you put them in your mouth and you completely lose, uh, like your whole mouth puckers and goes dry. It's wild. I know. Sounds delicious, right? 
<laughs> but when you juice them and you put a sweetener with them, they become like the most amazing flavor. But choke cherries have some really, really powerful medicinal qualities too. So we picked, Scott picked, I should give him all the credit. He climbed the mountainside and actually picked them. <laughs> but uh, I didn't, but I'm helping on the other side, right? So he, we did pick, you know, a whole bunch of choke cherries for various things. But one thing we're doing with them, we've been juicing them since yesterday. And what we're doing with them is we are making cough syrup. So that's the medicinal piece. We are going to put up a couple of gallons of wine. Choke cherry wine is unfathomable. And we're going to make um, some cordial for Christmas. So we're working on some YouTube videos on how you do all of that. But I'm super excited. I haven't put any wine up in a couple of years. So that's happening. And as soon as that's done, we've got to get busy on putting up some vinegar. Because again, everything's freezing. So we're going to have to get those apples picked. And <coughs> pardon me, get some apple cider vinegar going. Scott puts his vinegar up in five gallon carboids because he does everything big. There's with Scott, it is go big or go home. And it's usually just go big. <laughs> so we have been working on a five gallon carboy for a couple of years. He says he's going to do a 55 gallon barrel. I hope he's kidding. But <laughs> however, homemade apple cider is, or, or apple vinegar, apple cider vinegar is, way more amazing than anything you can imagine in the store. And when you buy vinegar, like the Bragg's, you know, that has the mother in it, homemade vinegar always has the mother in it unless you siphon it out. And it's pretty amazing. So anyway, that's what's happening. It's pretty cool. But that's all the stuff we're working on, except for it's also time to harvest rose hips. And especially now you, you harvest rose hips after a hard frost, but there's kind of a window because you want to get them right after they have had a good hard frost, but before they've had a chance to really kind of start to thaw and soften. So we're going to have to get back to the mountains this week uh, very soon and get our rose hips picked. So we go up in, and the place we go is a place called Moody, which I just think is very fitting <laughs> for the weather in that area, but it's gorgeous. And Anyway, we pick huckleberries up there, which we've already done. And then, but in June, we'll go up there and gather rose petals. And then I'll use those rose petals all year in magic and craft projects and bath salts and stuff like that. Then we'll go back in September to the same areas and harvest the rose hips. So what the hell do you do with rose hips? Well, Scott dries them for the, uh, for tea. <clears throat> he has a special tea that he makes when the kids are sick and blends it for them and it has a lot of rose hips in it rose hips are really high in vitamin c but this year we're going to try something we have not done before and we're going to distill them and see if we can distill rose hip seed oil i use that on my face every day and i usually buy it from jade bloom but uh this year we're going to try distilling it ourselves so we'll see i don't know how many rose hips it will take maybe more than i'm willing to pick or more than I'm willing to take from the uh, animals up there. We'll see. But anyway, so I'll let you know. But that's going to be an interesting process, I think. So <laughs> last year, our poor college kids are so, uh, they're so, when they get sick, you know, they're still kids, right? And they get to missing their family, of course, but they miss their dad's tea. Last year, Matea was sick and she was begging her dad to come down and make her tea because she was sick. And that's a five hour drive to go and make some tea. So I'm going to try to encourage him to, uh, you know, put together a jar for each of them so that the next time we see them, we can hand it over so that, you know, in the event they need it this winter, they can brew it themselves. <laughs> it's just not the same as dad doing it for you, you know, but. That's my thought. I thought I might even just drop it in the mail so that they have a bottle of their dad's special tea if they need it. But when these kids have had big stuff like their tonsils out or wisdom teeth out or been really sick, 
sometimes that is the only thing they would tolerate. So he's kept that tea brewing lots and lots of times for kids who needed it. So I'm not, you know, not going to be a bitch about this, but uh, he never makes it for me. I'm just saying. I don't think I ever ask. I'm going to whine for it next time. That's right. <laughs> it does also make our house smell amazing because he simmers it on the stove forever. So, but I think really the key to it is those rose hips because of all the vitamin C that they're getting. But anyway, so that's some of the wild crafting that's going on at my house right now. It's the right time. It makes me so happy. This is why I love this time of year. Well, one of the reasons why I love this time of year, but all of the wild crafting makes me feel closer to the earth, makes me feel a little more witchy, a little more magical, I think. So that's what we're working on. Oh, Belle wanted to know, do I do ash memorials? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I've done quite a few dogs and a couple of people. Yep. I was so scared to do it the first time. Like, I wanted to do it. I put it out there. I asked my Facebook friends, can you, if you have ashes that I can practice and make you something for free, I want to do it. And then when things started rolling in, I was so scared. I put it off for days. I had envelopes of ashes, like, filed away in my resin studio that I hadn't opened. And Scott's like, you cannot, you promised this work. Like, you have to get it done. And I put it off for days and days and I finally went, okay, you have got to get over your weird fear because you guys know I have a weird fear phobia thing for dead animals. And anyway, I finally just had to buck up and do it. So I turned on comedy because I love to listen to comedy when I'm working on stuff like that. And I just turned on comedy and got very immersed and just got going. And I poured the first piece and it was beautiful. And I went, okay. This is not scary. I am just being weird. And it turned out it wasn't scary. And of course it wasn't scary. I mean, my rational mind does know that, you know, but I was panicking a little bit, just being weird. Anyway, it worked great. It was fine. And yeah, I've done several really interesting pieces. So, so yes, I do. However, those are harder to, you can't deal with human ashes on Etsy and that's usually where I put my stuff. And so you can do animals where basically people buy the service from you. They send you their ashes and then you make the product and send it back. And whatever ashes, of course, go back with it, yada, yada, right? And but the uh, you can't do that with human remains. It's And in fact, uh, it's actually uh, illegal to mail human remains in some states. And, you know, there's all this stuff. And so you kind of have to work around that, you know, and I, what most people do is they will just call them animal remains. But anyway, there's, there are some technicalities to doing it, but they sure turn out pretty. It's a really nice way to memorialize somebody, I think, and just keep them pretty close to your heart. So that is, but yeah, that's the deal on that. Alrighty, just taking a quick peek into the chat room. Uh, Lillian, I did see your question. I promise I will get to it. I think that you are thinking it didn't post, but it did. I did see it. So I promise I'm going to get to it. Ah, Denise said she's making chicken tortilla soup today because it's, she's got rain and snow and cold. And all of you guys that are getting snow, oh my God, I hope that your trees are okay. I hope that you guys are okay. So crazy. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Scott just shared a video of picking choke cherries so you guys could see what they look like. Thank you, Scott. So good. All righty. Well, let's take a let's hmm. <laughs> let's take a look at Luminous. Sorry, couldn't decide where we're going from here. But I promise I will get to some chat room readings today. I need to turn up my mic gain. Let me do that. Okay, is that better? Okay. Uh, Scott says I'm fading in and it's me. I my core strength sucks right now, and I just am not. I'm not talking loud. I yeah, That's a new one for me. All right, I'm putting a link in the chat rooms for Luminous. You can also find it over at kd-weaver.com. This is the magazine that I publish every week with the help from my friends. 
And I just wanted to go through a few things. I can't resist. I already have switched into a fall theme. And I know some of you guys are like, my God, it's 100 degrees. <laughs> but dare to dream, right? Okay. And some of you never really get fall where you live. I know. So I will bring it to you. There you go. I even called, I apologize, the magazine Autumn Dreams. I didn't call it Pumpkin Spice Latte for a reason. <laughs> I knew some of you wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> However, fall is in the air for me, and this is my favorite time of year, so we're going to embrace it and go crazy with it. All right, in my musings, I posted a meme, a meme, I guess you call that a meme, a quote. There you go. Energy flows where attention goes. This is not a new concept. This is an old concept. We have talked about this a thousand times, right? We know it's true. We've experienced it lots of times. I mean, this is like basic bitch, new agey stuff, right? And yet, guess what? A lot of us are forgetting it right now. Me, me mostly, and maybe some of you, I'm not calling any of you guys out. I am calling myself out. Yeah. What the hell, right? It's true. Energy flows where attention goes. So where are we putting our attention? We have just been so inundated with press, with media, with an over, uh, you know, abundance of information, with misinformation, with maybe misinformation, with different opinions, blah, 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 this whole year. And it's creating in us some, I think, amnesia. What have we forgotten? What have I forgotten? I have forgotten that energy flows where attention goes. And I know that I need some better self-discipline. I know that I have to take a step back from the cheap and easy energy of drama and of fear. It is an addiction. This is what I mean. We get our energy from one of two places. You either get it from a quiet place of peace and unconditional love, or you get it from drama. And drama is fear-based. It is the junk food of the emotional food, right? It's fast. It's quick. You can get it on every street corner. And it will fill you up for a minute. It will satisfy you and make you feel great. And then it will drop you on your ass and you will wish you never consumed it, right? That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Belle said drama is the sugar of energy. Absolutely. Like the high fructose corn syrup of energy. Right. And it's so easy to get. And yet it doesn't sustain you long term. And I think that and I've been seeing this in a lot of us lately. And again, I'm judging me, not you. But if you hear something in what I'm saying that you can apply to yourself and maybe take a step back and take a look at yourself, I may be able to help you a little bit here, you know, but at any rate, the other, the real nutrients, the real, you know, excellent nutrition in the energetic world, in the emotional world is from love, is from peace. There's a big difference there, right? It is more subtle, it takes a little bit of discipline. It doesn't whack you in the face and give you a rush. It is very different, right? But it sustains you. It keeps your focus on the things that you care about. It keeps your focus on the things that make you happy. Now, look, we are all in a place right now where we have to make some decisions, where we have to have some awareness where we have to know what's going on to some degree. I get it. Totally. I'm there too. And yet, are you consuming too much emotional sugar? Are you allowing yourself to stop at McDonald's on every street corner? You know, not physically. If you're doing that, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> but emotionally, we've got to rise up. We've got to get our energy out of this place. 
We are the energetic leaders. We are the people that carry the light and we can't do it sustaining ourselves on this low quality frequency. We have to do better. I have to do better. I know that some of you are hearing me going, yeah, me too. So how do we do it? Well, I have a couple of thoughts. One of them is simply giving your, putting yourself on a diet, limiting your exposure to things that trigger you into that space. I know. I'm not telling you not to watch the news. We've all got to be informed at this point. But are you getting too much? I was. I was. I went through in silence or unsubscribed to every news site that I was looking at. I thought, you know, I just need less of this right now. I need less of it. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not paying attention. I am choosing when I look at news. I am choosing what I'm looking at. And I'm choosing how much time I'm putting into it. That's what's working for me. You may be different. There's no judgment there. But that has given me time and space. And suddenly creativity has exploded in me. Some creativity I've been longing for all summer long has just gone ballistic. I can hardly keep up with everything I want to do. Scott can hardly keep up with everything I want to do. <laughs> and, and it's good. This is what I needed. I needed a break. Come what may, I'm going to be a good citizen. I'm going to vote. I will do my part. But energetically, I've got to do a better job at doing my part. So my challenge to you this week is to simply take a look. Where is your energy going? Where is it flowing? Where is your attention focused? Is this where you want to be? Do you feel good? Do you feel good emotionally? Do you feel good physically? Do you feel good spiritually? And if you don't, what would make you feel better? Maybe try a few things. That's all. But don't forget that piece about the junk food, about the energetic and the emotional junk food that maybe you're getting a cheap high on that isn't really nourishing you and sustaining you. That's all. Okay. All new art this month for the month in Luminous. All righty. Kelly's article from the Desk of Bitch. She's talking about Mars stationing retrograde this week. She's talked about it a little bit already, but keep paying attention because uh, <laughs> that's going to make things very interesting. I've been listening to the astrologers about this one. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with Mars going retrograde, how that affects all of us. Anyway, Mars rules all of our drives, our energy as a whole, she says. No wonder we're feeling like getting a, a little more discipline upon our drives right now, right? She said his retrograde can bring you some peace, some clarity, also some frustration. But the real test comes this winter. Plan your strategy like a good warrior. Many of you have been asking me, what should I be preparing for? What's coming? You know, because we got blindsided this spring and didn't have any toilet paper. So what's coming? Well, the two things that have come up for me over and over again is one, food storage. Now, listen, this is not a talk from a prepper. This is not a, you know, get five years of food storage in your garage right now. This is get a few extra things on hand. Just a few extra things. Just make sure that you have in the cupboard what you would need if you couldn't go to the store for a couple of weeks. You know, don't go crazy. But I am hearing that this is a good time to put some extra stuff away, just to be sure. I mean, I don't want to be crazy about this, but I am definitely putting a little extra toilet paper aside. <laughs> right? <laughs> for sure. Uh, the other thing I'm hearing is to get some hobbies. That has come up for clients in readings several times lately. Do you have a hobby? Not everybody does. Or an active one. Or one they care about. This is the time to start thinking about, if I had a lot of downtime this winter, what would I want to fill it up with? Start thinking about it. Maybe start gathering some materials and supplies if it requires that. But those are the two things that keep coming up. Get a little extra food storage, a little more food security, and get some hobbies. Yep. It's not scary. 
it's not the end of the world, but there is a little warning there about being ready to fill your time in really, really positive ways. So do what you want with that, but that's what I just keep hearing. All righty, onward. So my tip this week is one of my favorite tips of all time. This is about blessing your broom. This is a really fun, magical tip. I think it originated from Tess Whitehurst in her book, Magical Housekeeping. The broom has been a magical tool for centuries. And all of you little fledgling witchies out there should have one. To fly on? Nay, to move energy with. Just a broom, a regular broom, right? Take your broom or if it's time for a new one, go pick up a new one. Hold it to your heart and bless it with your intention. What's your intention? Well, for me, it is sweeping out anything that doesn't belong in my house anymore. Whether it's the dirt on the floor or it's the energy, right? Just using your broom to remove anything that you no longer need or want in your home. Bless it with your intentions. And then write your blessings down the handle with a permanent marker. You can decorate it however you choose. But use your broom and see your broom as a magical tool. It is one. Whether you're using it to clear out cobwebs or you're just using it to sweep the kitchen, when you're using it and you see those words on the handle, remember, this is a magical tool to clean your home, both physically and energetically. And it is so easy. You do that anyway, most of you. <laughs> All righty. Caroline's column this week is about choosing your reaction wisely. I loved what she said. When I was a kid, my dad would say, you can't always choose what happens to you, but you can always choose how you react. And that's exactly what her article is about. And I loved it because, yes, we have all been guilty of angry or knee-jerk reactions that we're not proud of here and there. And that's what she's talking about. All right. The tip from me, the Domestic Mystics uh, Tips and Tricks, is a video I made a couple of years ago, making an afternoon grounding spray. I have uh, referred that to several people lately, so I thought this would be a good time to, a good reminder on how to do it. If you've never made one or if you feel like you could use a little extra grounding, this is your moment. All right. Well, there's so much more, so I will leave you there, but let you check out Luminous and... Hopefully you'll find some buds of wisdom in there somewhere. All righty, let's move on. Let's get to some readings here from the chat. Terry said, my best friend's husband in Oregon loaded two cases of shotgun shells with my dad's ashes. It was his wish to have his friends that went dove hunting with him every year to take a box for one last hunt with them. Oh, Terry, I love that. That's really sweet. The funeral home director was surprised to see us load two big packages of big red gum <laughs> into my grandma's casket. But she loved that more than anything. That was her favorite. If you wanted to bring grandma a treat or make her smile, you showed up with big red gum. When I was a kid in church, she would rifle around in her purse and she would give you a corner, <laughs> a tiny little bit so that you could chew some gum too. And, uh, you know, it came along with a bit of purse dirt and whatever else was in that purse. But by God, you chewed it because grandma didn't hand out gum very often. <laughs> uh, Belle says, I get a new broom every Samhain. The old one stays by my front door to stand as protector for the year. That's a great idea. Okay. Lillian, let's get to that question. I don't want to leave you hanging. Oh, she said she bought vitamin C with rose hips a few days ago. I wondered about rose hips since I've never taken it before. She said her dad also made a famous hot buttered rum in a small teacup. When she was 17 and sick with a cold, she said, I slept so well that night. I was never sick, so it was a rare treat. Oh, that's fun. I love that. And I love to use a little bit of rum or brandy when you're sick. Mmm, warms up your chest. It makes you feel better. I'm down with that. I keep blackberry brandy on hand for a cough to sleep. That really helps. 
Okay, Lillian, let's do it. She said, is it over with George? I hope it isn't, but I think it might be. Also, more important, Jackson, a dog close to my heart, will be leaving us tomorrow. So worried for his parents, Karen and Joe. We are having a video chat tonight to say goodbye. Oh, darn it. I'm so sorry. Things are not over with George, but they are stalled. Um, I feel like George has some additional healing to do that he's working on. He also feels to me like he's just angry at the world right now and in a very uncomfortable space. They're not over, over, but they're definitely on a, on a, on a stall. And I don't really know why. Yeah. Well, I don't let, I probably do know why let's ask. Yeah. It's just his healing. It's his healing process that he's still getting through um, his, you know, his losses. And so it's not over, but it's wise for you right now to maybe treat it like it is and move forward and maybe keep the door open for him to come back when he's ready. But, you know, don't let it beat you up too much. Okay. Geraldine wanted to know, are rose hips a fruit? Yes, they are. Roses and apples are in the same family and rose hips are kind of like an apple. They are sour. I wouldn't just go and eat them, though some people might. But yes, yes, they are. The seeds inside of rose hips look a lot like apple seeds, too. Yep. Okay. Lillian on the dog. Uh, Karen and Joe are going to be okay. They do have each other, which is going to be important. Um, it is a devastating loss without a doubt, and they will grieve for a while. And I know that you will be someone who's able to commiserate with that with them. You know, some people have a hard time showing enough empathy and compassion for someone who's grieving the loss of one of their four-leggeds. And you're somebody who absolutely understands how much that hurts and how much it hurts long-term and how devastating it is. And they're going to need that kind of support. They'll be okay, but it's going to be a pretty rough fall for them darn it okay but I'm glad that you get to have a video chat to say goodbye to Jackson I will say it is time they are right I feel some pretty immense suffering in him so I hope that they aren't doubting their decision because they're not wrong it's time how sad darn it okay Mary said we have had the weird, weirdest weather ever. Please send prayers to the firefighters in California that the winds will die down. Absolutely, Mary, on a daily. Yep. All righty. Let's jump back into the other chat room and see what we can get to here. Okay. Oh, I missed one thing in that chat I was going to get to. I'm sorry. And this was Liliana, I believe. Yes, she said, I would love a message on the closing of my new home at the end of October. Very exciting. Congratulations. Okay, here's the message. This is not going to be without some challenges. There are going to be a few bumps as you are getting your inspections done and getting your loan wrapped up. There are going to be a few bumps. The right answer is to address everything head on. Don't procrastinate anything. Some of the timing stuff I think is a little bit loose. So make sure that everything is done on your end and don't hesitate to advocate for yourself. I think it's possible that you're going to have to get kind of um, assertive, more assertive than you normally are, perhaps with your realtor, perhaps with the title company, it feels to me like, not that you have to get nasty, you don't, but I do feel like you're going to have to get assertive and ask, you know, for some very, for things to be done on time and for good communication. There's a few things here that are going to irritate you and worry you, but I do feel like it happens. I do feel like the closing happens and you do uh, receive the key and you get your new home. So congratulations, but Allow yourself out of your comfort zone enough to advocate for yourself. You have to do that. You're, you're going to get pulled out of your comfort zone here, but it'll be okay. You just got to do it. Okay. Just looking in the chat room here. Oh, Tiffany. She said, love uh, from her butterscotch and hickory, her sweet bunnies. 
She said, Hickory's hanging in there waiting for vet appointment on the 14th to figure out if the eye drip is from allergies or teeth. Oh, good. I'm glad he's hanging in there. Just tuning into him. Yeah, he's in some pain. I'm glad he's going to the vet, Tiffany. I think that's the right decision. He is suffering a little bit, and I think that they'll have an answer for you, though. And, you know, hopefully they'll be able to get him what he needs for now. I feel like they will. I will tell you this, though. That kid trusts you like nothing else. You've done an amazing job with these bunnies, you know. Not everybody is able to tame them up enough to really be able to have the kind of relationship with them that you have. You are a straight-up bunny whisperer. I hope that you know that. Yep. Okay. So, I'm glad he's going to the vet, though. That's a good decision. Right. Okay, Sid said, is anyone aware of how geoengineered weather is creating the weather chaos and extreme flip-flop temperature storms that it is not natural and not due to global warming? I have not studied that, Sid. I don't, I can't really comment on it, but I know that a lot of people are uh, kind of leaning that way and it's hard to look at what's happening with all of the weird weather right now and not wonder what the hell is happening, right? Especially when you look at what happened in the Midwest, I mean, that storm came out of nowhere and decimated an enormous amount of crops, of homes, of farms, and we have practically not heard about it in the news at all. It is wild. Okay. Geraldine said, I'm in need of some kind of clearing. My back is just hurting really bad. I think it's tension. My energy is a stressed mess uh, from worrying. Okay, Geraldine, let's do it. You need... We got to release that, uh, those cords in your back because, yeah. All right. Actually, yeah, we have time. Geraldine, I want to do a Merkaba clearing for you to just let go of all of this. So it'll be a quickie, but that's okay. We can make it happen. So I'm going to start at your feet, commanding a Merkaba clearing, commanding billions of many points of light to flood your system now, completely healing, clearing, and releasing any and all stress, tension, anger, fear, worry, any energy you're carrying that is not yours, any old energetic cords, connections, attachments, or psychic debris that could be affecting you now, and any other energetic attributes or contributions that could be pulling you down or holding you back at this time. Commanding these energies to be healed and cleared and rendered neutral and inert in all directions of time now through every cell of your physical body, every layer of your emotional body, and every fiber of your spirit body now. All right, I'm just watching that. Ooh, that's already crawling up your back. We're at your feet, but I can feel that moving all the way up your spine right now, too. So good. My goal right here is to leave you feeling... 100 pounds lighter, right? Because you are packing a whole lot on your back. Some that's yours and some that's not. You have some really stressed people around you that are in very toxic situations. And I think it's affecting you as well. Boy, I can sure feel that moving up through your neck. This will be a good relief. All right, moving up from your root into your sacral. Big shift here. You have been so inundated with all of this that feeling joy and creativity has been totally off your radar for a while. So really opening that up so that you can get back to that creative part of you that actually feeds you. I know that you need that. You thrive on that. All right. Better balance here in your solar plexus. Moving up. Okay, there's a spot in your neck I think I'll have to give another extra minute to here. But, all right, clearing out your solar plexus and up into your heart. Releasing in your heart some doubt and guilt. Honey, you're doing the best you can with what you've got. No second guessing, right? You don't have to do that to yourself at all. Whew. All right, moving all the way up that spine as we go here. All right, on your right side, on your shoulder, you've got quite the clamp. I'm going to pull that off. 
and send it back. Oh, that's a huge relief. That was a big part of the problem. All right, moving through your throat. And again, this is quick. I do this work over at Once You Listen every day, and we take 15 minutes to do it, you know. But we don't have a long time on the radio, but I really wanted to get you as clear as I could. So moving up through that third eye, good, and balancing your crown. All right, that feels a ton better on my end. I hope it does on yours as well. So let's go back to your feet and command a Merkaba blessing. Commanding billions of many points of light to flood your system now, completely shifting your frequency to a place of peace, to a place of confidence, to a deep inner knowledge that all is well, and to a place of balance. Commanding these energies to be shifted through every cell of your physical body, every layer of your emotional body, and every fiber of your spirit body now. And as always, the blessing work is so much faster than the clearing. It's going to move all the way to the top of your head. Good. Check my work here. Okay. I am satisfied with that. Good. Okay. So hopefully that helps set you free from a bunch of that so that you can get back to the business of life. That feels so much better. All righty. Well, you guys, that is... We did what we do, right? We've talked down to the end of the show. I want to remind you that I am a professional psychic advisor over at wantolisten.com. And you guys can come over there and find me. I'm there every single day. You can come over there and see me for whatever kind of work you need. And, of course, I'll do everything that I can to help you out. Oh, I got to say hi to Reed. Hi, Reed. Thanks for watching, pal. Mm-hmm. He's my little bud. <laughs> All righty, guys. Stay tuned. There is more to come here on One Two Radio. And of course, I will be around if I can help you in any way. You've been listening to the Katie Weaver Show here on One Two Radio, where we're changing the way you listen to the world. <laughs>